0: Baby, when I think about you, I think about love. That's what we call foreshadowing. Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness quarantine bonus episode. I think it's actually my 62nd episode according to something I saw. Something I saw. Anyway, hi. I had a couple things in the can to present you, including a Rolling Stones concert and a uh, Kinks concert. Both, coincidentally, taped by the same gentleman that taped this Bad Company show. But although the quality was... It was from the master recording. So it was crisp, and it was clear. Both of these recordings, crisp and clear, but fairly distant... The Stones show sounds pretty good, but both are profoundly lacking in bass. I think I will probably do the Stones show simply because it's the 72 Stones show. It's in Boston, and the show didn't start. The Stones didn't come on stage till after midnight because there was a storm and they couldn't land in Boston. They couldn't land at Logan, so they had to land in Providence. And for some reason, when they landed in Providence, Mick and Keith got arrested and... um there's a whole fucking story to that show and it's great and you can hear it because like the first seven tracks on the tape are announcements like hey man hey guys the stones are can't wait to see you and just stay cool okay and then finally it gets to the mayor mayor kevin white coming out and going listen the rolling stones will be here roxbury's in flames because there was a riot going on in roxbury separate from everything else and uh Basically, Kevin White pulled strings and was like, let those fuckers go. My city's on fire. So the Stones showed up at like 12 after midnight, played a, a, a rockin' set, Exile on Main Street Tour. Holy shit. Anyways, what's this have to do with Bad Company? Nothing. Oh, taped by the same guy. There you go. Anywho, Joe Maloney is the uh, gentleman who taped these in Bastin. And uh, this is a Bad Company show from 1975, which was the first time that they headlined May 31st, 1975, John Bonham's 27th birthday. Interesting. Interesting. Just, um, shit, six days after the final Earl's Court concert for Zeppelin. Anywho, they're playing. Where are they playing, Mark? Where are they playing? The music hall, the Boston music hall wonderful show. Wonderful show. I mean, Bad Company is a solid band. They're a solid band, but it's like, um, Burger King. It's kind of processed and looks yummy and is fine every once in a while. But, uh, at least for me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I had, I think 10 from six, their greatest hits album. Uh, I think I had straight shooter, I don't know. I had a lot of vinyl as a kid because I, I managed a record store for a while, so I had a bunch of shit. But um, Bad Company was pretty much just a greatest hits band for me, which is fine. Um, but I grabbed this recording because it looked interesting and it sounds great. And boy, they were... I mean, Paul Rogers, holy shit. I mean, I knew that. in Free, another band that I hadn't really listened to other than like all right now, I got into, I didn't get into, I just delved deeper into maybe six months ago, and oh my fucking god, they are so good. So, in order to keep us all from going completely batshit crazy and marrying our cat and dog together so they don't live in sin, or just, you know, getting fucking wacky-er, I am putting out more podcast episodes than usual. Well, it's been a couple months now, so I guess this is the new normal. And I like doing it because, you know, it keeps me from going extremely bonkers as well. So, yay. Symbiotic relationship, let's hope. All right. Let me set the scene for you. It's 1975. May 31st. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston's a college town, true. But it is also a rough town. Everybody is... M- not... M- mean. <laughs> mean. Very sarcastic. Very biting humor. I loved growing up there. Because it just sets you verbally. So far ahead of anybody else. And just makes you such a fucking cynic. And, uh... I can't... I, I, ne- I keep remembering more and more people that came out of Boston. Comedian-wise. And, and you know, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, Stephen Wright, Dennis Leary. God, I know I'm missing a million of them. Lenny Clark. Holy shit, Lenny Clark. All right. I'm digressing from my digression that I digressed from when I digressed originally. All right. Let's get to it, shall we? I'm going to have this whole show up on uh, heartofmarkness.com. Maybe tonight I'm aiming for that. I'm doing better about that. I just get it all done in one big bolus of activity and then it's over. And then I can have the satisfaction of actually completing a task and a project. So hopefully it'll be up tonight at heartofmarkness.com. Uh, I'll play a few songs from it, but listening to it all, it's all great. It's a high energy show. And, uh, God damn it. They're good. So, let's go. Well, here's the whole set list, in case you don't want to download the whole show, unless you know. It's uh, Deal with the Preacher, Rock Steady, Little Misfortune, which I think is a B-side, Ready for Love, which I just found out today. I was this many years old when I realized or discovered that Ready for Love, that I'm ready for love, Bad Company song, is actually a Mott the Hoople song that Mick Ralphs brought over. Who knew? I guess probably everybody, because it's on All the Young Dudes, which is the one Matahoopal album you'd own if you owned a Matahoopal album, which obviously I did not. Alright, Ready for Love, Wildfire Woman, which is great. I'm not going to play it for you, though. Feel Like Making Love, Shooting Star, Don't Let Me Down, Easy on My Soul, Moving On, Good and Gone Bad, and then for the encores... The Stealer, which is a free song, and it is pretty good. They, they stretch it out. It's a jam. It goes on for like 10 minutes. It's really enjoyable. And then the final, final encore, Can't Get Enough. Really, really good stuff. So let's all go to Burger King. Every once in a while, it's good. All right, my friends, let's... Uh, what are we going to play first? What do I have queued up here? What order are these songs in? Because the tracks are only numbered. They're not named. Track seven is the first one I have, which is "Feel Like Making Love." The notes state that there's a tape flip at about 37 seconds, so brace yourself. It's going to be pretty smooth. It won't be like boop. And if it is, you know, you'll you'll deal with it. You're grown ups, right? Right? Hopefully, you're a grown up. I say dirty words. Poopy. See? Okay. What are we going to listen to? I already forgot. Shit. My allergies are so fucking bad today, y'all. I am on so many antihistamines and allergy pills. It's this time of year in Oregon. It's uh this area is usually for a brief period of time the worst place in the world to be for allergies. Because Portland, especially where I live, we have 8 trillion trees in the city which are great, and at some point we gathered 8 trillion trees from all over the world, so we have like the entire universe of trees in this city. So when they pollinate like now, It is... It is bad news, man. It is bad news. But it's also the greatest place on Earth, and I would never leave it. Alrighty, what was I saying? Jesus Christ, sorry guys. Scattered. Feel Like Making Love. Alright, let's listen to Feel Like Making Love. of Markness, May 31st, 1975, Bad Company. A Joe Maloney, mastered recording. Transferred and presented by KRW Co., and they're kind of like Gems. You know how Gems releases the Mike Millard Masters and things like that? They're like the the, the uh, archivists and keepers of that legacy. KRW crew, they, uh, Joe Maloney, a, a prominent Boston area taper, they have his, they, they, they kind of uh, curate his collection, among others. It's an East Coast, West Coast thing, and it's great, and God bless them both. All right. Let's finally listen to the gosh darn heckadoodle doodle song, shall we? All right. Yeah, when I
1: think about you, I think about love. It was
0: Solid. I realized in listening to this again, I guess what my beef is with Bad Company. And, uh, it, and it's not a beef. It's just it's the reason that I've never been like, wow. It's because they never really lose it. They're, they're restrained. They're, they're, uh, it's Paul Rogers and his energy. Although, oh my God, what's the drummer's name? I knew it two seconds ago. I'm going to look it up now. Oh, my God. Simon Kirk. Don't you hate it when something just falls out of your head, memory-wise, as you're reaching for it? I know Simon Kirk's name. I've known his name for 35 years. And, uh, shit, I went to reach for it, and it's like, Boz Burrell? Was it Boz Burrell? Nope. Mick Ralphs? No, no, that's not what I want. Brain, the drummer? Uh, uh, I don't know. Shit. Anywho, uh, they don't really cut... Loose and go wild. They don't cut loose and go wild. It's kind of like, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't, like a like like the Pat Boone version of uh, that Little Richard song. Good golly, Miss Molly, a wop a bob a bop a wop bam boom, got a gal named Sue. It's like, yeah. But Little Richard... It's an Apollonian-Dionysian dynamic. Uh, I, I, (laughs) surprise, lean more toward the Dionysian. And Paul Rogers is strictly Apollonian. Which is why why I think the firm doesn't really do it for me. Um, The band would go crazy. Chris Slade would go crazy. Tony Franklin would go crazy. Jimmy Page, hey, he throws himself in the moment. And, you know, we've all heard it. Sometimes he wings it, and it just is garbage. And sometimes he wings it, and it is just unbelievable. Um, Paul Rogers, he's kind of uh, wound tighter. Unbelievable voice. Unbelievable voice. Unbelievable soul. And I mean, in this show, he sings it. He's, he's not, it's just, uh, it doesn't, uh, where's the danger, I guess. But anyway, this is me. This is not a value judgment on them. This is me describing how they look through my lens. That's all. So, I mean, you guys, I I think, you know, by now that if I, if a if I criticize a band or a performance or something like that, it is strictly subjective it's not an objective-like, and if you like it, fuck you. No, 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 no. No, 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 blow me. Um. Anyway, man, I am long-winded. You know, I'm a little punchy. I'm a little punchy tonight. I've got Zyrtec, Allegra, and Benadryl on board, keeping whatever the fuck is pollinating or sporing at bay enough that I can breathe and um, not convince myself that I've got the fucking coronavirus. But definitely makes me a little loopy. What about the weed, Mark? Yes, and the weed. And the weed. Anywho. <laughs> like a Twinkie. Like a Twinkie. All right. All these random things that I'm saying, if you don't get it, they're references to things. And it's just because I'm stoned that they're popping up. So if you get the references, not uh, great. And if you don't, no worries. Move along. Move along. Nothing to see here. Oh, my God. My nose itches. All right. Let's go now to Shooting Star. We're going to play through the greatest hits because I don't know many of I mean, I know the greatest hits the rest of the songs I scrubbed through and listened to and um, but I'm making this for people who maybe have as much exposure to bad company as myself. If you're a real bad company, you know, fan and you want to hear these other songs that aren't the greatest hits. Again, heartamarkness.com, download it. You can get the whole goddamn show. And listen to it to your heart's content because it is very, very good. Alright, let's listen to Shooting Star. Alrighty? righty. All righty. <laughs>
1: i uh-huh. Thank mm-hmm. Uh, we normally do a song called Seagull at this point, but through uh, one thing or another, we're going to do a song that we did last time we were here, off the first album. And, uh, it's a song. Yes, with yes. yes. They're hanging on every word. I know. When are you going to
0: spotlight on him? A
1: spotlight on him. Yeah. Hey
0: Jack,
1: you're losing your mind, boy. Anyway, this is called
0: "Don't Let Me Down." Thank you very much. Very good. The harmonies, well done, guys. Well done. I was just thinking there was a time when you, as a band, (coughs) tended to by default frame your songs around things that you could play live because that was typically the bread and butter and um i mean you can see the divide in like the beatles there was a time in 1966 where they said you know what we're not touring anymore fuck this and then suddenly they didn't have to do ticket to ride or love me do which they could play live they can get into crazy ass weird shit like Sergeant Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour and Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. Cool shit. Not easily replicatable in uh 1960s. Anyway, more wool-gathering from the old man here. All right, Shootin' Star. Good song. It's a song with a message. Uh, unfortunately, uh, from uh, the loss of Mr. Fraser... In Free, the band that Paul Rogers was in before. It's uh, a little prescient and uh, biographical, which is sad. All right, what do we want to listen to now, folks? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. You know, I don't think I'm going to play Ready for Love. I had it because it was like, holy shit, this is a Matha's Hoople song. But I mean, it's. Man, no, 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 no. It doesn't kick it enough No, no, I have decided We shall not hear Ready for Love Take it away Take it away Does that mean we should then Well, shit I'm at half an hour now Alright Alright Let's just jump ahead to the free song The Stealer, shall we? Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. Let's find out. It is very good. Free was an awesome band and uh, was wilder and more Dionysian. And uh, maybe that's why Mr. Rogers (laughs) uh, dialed it back a little. Or he seems to be just more restrained. In any case, whatever. His voice is silk. And even now in his 70s, his voice is silk. And apparently he's three and a half feet tall. Whatever. He's got a voice of an angel, and uh, he writes some pretty gosh darn good songs. So let's listen to The Steeler. This is the encore, the first encore. May 31st, 1975, Bastion, Massachusetts, There, kid. All right, Harder Markness. woo So it wasn't a 13 minute jam. It was a nice, short, succinct rock song. Just a few minutes, what five minutes, six minutes long with, uh, eight minutes of applause. So I edited that out and now we will listen to can't get enough, which, uh, is a song that I played in 1987 in the living room of my parents' home with my girlfriend at the time Lori singing vocals her best friend Diane playing bass and uh, John, now synthony, synthony, John now Cynthia Cynthia John now Cynthia playing drums and it was fun and somewhere I still have a tape of it <laughs> no you can't hear it oh, I was playing guitar all righty can't get enough <laughs>
1: Well, now, I... Say yeah, yeah. I told you that I love, 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 love. I wanna hear you say yeah. yeah. I wanna hear you say yeah.
0: See, now that, that last part of the song, after the ca- crowd play got started and they got into it, and at the very end, when Rogers lets loose and just wails and sounds like Little Richard singing gospel or Otis Redding, and then uh, Simon Kirk, and at the end, when they finished that song with the drum fills and the, why couldn't that dominate? You know, it struck me. It struck me. These songs, it sounds like they don't. This song should be played 20% faster, in my opinion. Although if they played it 20% faster when they got to the dual guitar parts, it would sound like Thin Lizzy, which is good. But um, I don't know. I guess that's it. They never cut loose and go wild. You know what I mean, Zeppelin, when they go wild when they go absolutely wild and it almost goes off the rails and it gets up on two wheels for a second, then, Oh my God, they fucking made it. That, that risk, that abandon, um, is, is what attracts me. That's why I like, uh, uh the Rolling Stones. It's why I love exile on main street. It's dirty rock and roll. And some of it's not great at all. And some of it's the best rock and roll ever, ever, ever created. In my opinion, here endeth the lesson. All righty. All right now. Ha, ha, I make me to joking. Well, it's that time of day. Oh, I have a message. A message from a patron. Oh, Peter. Thank you, Peter. Yay. I love you guys. Uh, One of my patrons, one of the people that keeps the lights on here at uh, the Heart of Markness, emailed me some feedback and then gave me uh, a line on an app called Boom 3D, an audio enhancer, which for him really spruces up the bootleg sound from the website with its innovative 3D audio technology, Boom, B-O-O-M, can completely transform the way you listen to music or watch movies. Normal stereo audio has very limited specialness with left and right sound sources and hence feels less realistic unless you're wearing awesome headphones or have awesome speakers and you're seated in the sweet spot that is true boom with its unique sound staging algorithm extracts audio components from stereo track and adds incredible spatial effects by creating virtual sound sources to make audio listening on headphones magical and extremely realistic that sounds good even if it's just a preset something to add some sweetener to a bootleg sound so you don't have to fuck with the equalizer if you're even good at that and do that or just live with the sound yay thank you thank you peter And now everybody knows. Boom 3D. Give it a shot. Let me know. All right. Well, we're on Patreon, so let's talk about patrons. If you like this podcast, like what I do, like my whole purpose, which is bringing great live music, primarily Led Zeppelin, to the masses, then consider becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash HarderMarkness and join the ranks of Avi, Bill, Danielle, David, Other David, Jeremy, Mark, Mimo, Peter and Tracy. And give me money to do something that I was gonna do in the first place. Bring you live music. Seriously though? Especially with working uh reduced hours like half time. This really helps, guys. This really helps. You pay for the podcast hosting hosting on uh, soundcloud you pay for the hosting for the shows where you can download the free downloads on mega you pay for the website on dream host whoever my host is dream host i think you pay for i mean it, it helps it all helps and honestly takes a load off my burden to cover this it's not a lot of money, but I don't make a lot of money, especially when I'm making half money. Jesus Christ. So truly, you know, five, 10 bucks a month, if you feel like it, this is always going to be free. Honestly, it makes a difference. It's not just another drop in, uh, you know, a swimming pool. It's a drop in a Dixie cup and is valid. And thank you very much, everybody for supporting me and supporting the podcast and supporting classic rock and supporting America or whatever country you're from. (sighs) Okay, I am also on Facebook. Join the Heart of Markness group. Those guys get the podcast first. Yes, only by a matter of minutes, but they get it first. There's a community there. There's dozens of folks there that are very, very friendly, very, very knowledgeable, and very, very open about their love of classic rock. And Led Zeppelin specifically. But lots of other things too. So Facebook, Twitter, Twitter in this quarantine environment i notice from my stats that lots and lots of younger folks in their 20s or 30 and 30s or 30s are listening hi there how's it going yeet (laughs) sorry i'm just mortifying my kids if they're listening um twitter i'm on twitter heart of markness follow me there i will interact we will be friends and uh, what else? I don't know. Yeah, com. You'll be able to download this whole Bad Company show, which sounds good. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope everybody's staying sane. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting time. And we're living through it. So we'll have stories for the grandkids. But I already have grandkids, Mark. Yeah, I don't. So, whatever. Thank you, everybody. I will be back Thursday with the regular podcast, which will probably be. Nope, I promised it will be a kick-ass Led Zeppelin show. All right. All right. Everybody, wash your hands. Take care of each other. Bye.